and a good host is important, I think, for a show. So, but it's just not something I can do. But it's I like, appreciate when, when a host is good because it makes the show better. Like, but do Patrice you want to be a good be host, host or do you want to be a good performer? You know what I'm saying. I know, but it's not about like being like, like, uh, uh, you know, overly sincere and stuff. It's about like, you know, just knowing how to They're run losers. the show. <laughs> they suck. Okay. I don't like them. Uh, well, yeah, I agree. Who needs it? So, I, so I think we should... Uh, Let's talk about this movie, um, Nightmare Beach, okay? All right. And I, I picked this movie. This is a movie I haven't seen since I was like nine years old. So that's 27 years ago. I saw this on USA Up All Night. And I remember enjoying it very much. Typically yeah. with USA Up All Night, the movies were hit or miss. But this one... I remember actually thinking it was like a good horror movie and watching it now I it's barely a horror film. I mean I guess it is a horror film but it's not scary. There's no suspense. What were the other what were some other uh up all night uh hits? Some of my favorites were um Teenage Nymphomaniac and Dinosaur Hell. Whoa. That's, that's a, a title. I believe that's a trauma movie and then um Lobster Man from Mars, I think I saw on USA Up All Night, but I might have saw that on uh, the movie channel. Uh, a cla- one USA Up All Night movie I'm, I've been wanting to see, and it's completely unavailable, is A Girl's Guide to Sex, which I think was made by Santa okay. Barbara college students. It was the, I think it was someone's thesis film that played in a few festivals. It's kind of like a, okay. a tongue-in-cheek uh, coming of age story about like a girl in high school who takes sex ed and it's like a comedy. Yeah. And no, it should be. I I was thinking it was like a serious drama. Yeah. And uh, it's, I, I don't think it's on VHS. I don't think it's ever been released ever since. So I, I had this one scene in it yeah. that I thought was so funny, which was like a sex ed film with Barbie dolls. And Ken mm-hmm. was like really abusive. He's like, you burnt my dinner, bitch. And he's like slapping Barbie in the face. And like when I was eight years old, I just thought that was so funny. Like, Oh my God, dirty Barbie. Stop motion animation. That's subversive for a kid. Yeah. You're seeing these Barbie commercials and you're being like, I don't like this. This isn't for me. Where are the, where are those truck commercials? Where's the power wheel? Where's the animal? Where's that crossfire commercial? Or the kids are like bikers from hell. What if? And then you see this thing, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Some finally, somebody is saying what we're all thinking about Barbies. I just thought it was like clever, like, "Oh, they're it's like a '50s educational yeah. film, and it's dirty, like a ba- so like the most basic sketch, the most yeah, sure, sure, sure. It's completely basically out. something that would be on like." It's like kind of like a robot chicken thing, actually. Yeah, like, and it's all over YouTube now. Like, yeah, there's totally. tons of stop motion, dirty toy sketches and shorts, and it's a good genre, sketch genre, dirty toys. Yeah, the toys are talking and they're mean to each other. Yeah, Buzz is horny. Woody, Woody's, Woody's gay, stuff like that. The G.I. Joes are gay. They're taking a shower together. Yeah. 
But yeah, USA Up All Night was a big thing for me growing up. It was on Fridays and Saturdays at 11, and um, Rhonda Shear and Gilbert Gottfried were the hosts, and they'd show three movies. And I used so to you love, stayed up all night. I would stay up pretty late, typically through the second movie, and I would just watch trash 80s. Straight to but video. they edit it for TV, right? It's not like super yeah, they would edit easy. them for TV and like um, oh yeah, big one for me was Barbarella. That was probably the best movie I ever saw in USA Up All Night because that's like a nice. an actual movie. And um, yeah, they would just show movies like uh, Assault of the Party Nerds or Vice Squad. Okay. It's a lot of um, all these titles are so good. Yeah, they're all perfect. They're all movies made for VHS because that was like the era. And yeah. there were no more grindhouses, so these movies would come out straight to video, usually from like New World Pictures or Troma, and they would play on. They would be sold at to every video store, or they would run on cable, and they just like that was the business. I know. God damn. R.I.P. Wish we still lived there. You know. Yeah. There's no real grindhouse circuit anymore well, even for video like even on streaming it's like i guess you have shutter you yeah like, that's true you have like, but like imagine making this, yeah and, and like streaming. fantastic fest and stuff but like but those aren't like <laughs> those aren't grindhouse those aren't like lowbrow enough yeah yeah they're not exploitation like pic- enough picture trying to make like to make th- this movie nightmare beach now people would be like are you autistic or we're making like it w- a sex offender or something like why are you trying to make this movie it would have comedians in it like yeah half the cast of the state would be in it um yeah yeah nightmare beach is weird because this is definitely like the end of the grindhouse era like this really? is i mean it's shot on film it's like you could see it's made for to be shown in movie theaters but and it's definitely right. It's yeah. like on the tail end of like Italian horror being a thing. Yeah, it's like an it- Italian director goes to Florida at the end of his career, like he's retiring or something like that, and making these movies. Yeah, you know, it's like it makes sense that it's like the end of that. It's like this weird post uh, period. Because it's like it's not dubbed either. Yeah, that's true. So they're kind of becoming more modern, and it's yeah made for an English language audience, and they're just thinking like, "Hey, we got we're into uh, MTV's big. We got to make a movie for the MTV generation." Yeah, and thank God they did, because this movie is pretty sweet. Yeah. So let's uh, let's give the premise. Let's uh, let's try to summarize what this movie is for the people who aren't familiar. Okay. Um. Well. Oh God. <laughs> okay, so first let's start with the setting. You do it. Okay, we're in. It's in Florida. It's spring break. Yeah. What you do you know? know what part of Florida draw. this is? I couldn't find the information. It's Fort Lauderdale. Oh yeah. They all these Lindsay movies are in South Fo- East Florida on the Atlantic side. So they're like by Miami, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. So you think? So yeah. here's the thing about Miami, right? Like, and Italian movies, there is a mafia connection. So because like. New York Ripper, they're in they are in New York City. Like, you, there were a lot of New York City movies that Italy was doing. Yeah, and now of they're mafia in, stuff. 
there's connections to the mafia and also and just so if they're going to Miami, that's another mafia hotspot. Like the New York mob is connected to Miami. So Are you afraid to name names? I don't really know much about the making of this movie. Um Are you are you fucking it's are hard you to get any, your ass? Or it's is hard this like to get info. Thing? Well, I know that like I know the mafia was into movie distribution. God damn, wouldn't that be fucking awesome? Well <laughs> like, got, like the thing is that like they, they took all the money. Movie and the Sopranos. Well, they would steal the money, right? So, like, oh yeah, yeah. They you like you'd have no money for the movie because so, they'd be like shaving it off the top. Deep Throat, Deep Throat. The um, distribution was completely handled by the mafia, and they and these are all cash businesses, the porno mm. theaters, and that's like late seventies. So they apparently they took all the cash, and it's, I mean, the they're talking like. People say like over two hundred and fifty million to five hundred million dollars, like some absurd amount of money, because it played for years and it played all over the planet, yeah. and none of the cast and the crew got like paid very well. I think they even got underpaid. You know, if the mafia didn't do that, like if that was the thing they didn't do, then that would be cool. But then they got to do that because they're the mafia. Plus, the mafia ran and, the grindhouse theaters and the porno theaters. And, they owned them because you have. To, it's like where else? It's sure. It's like it's kind of like a, like shit, murky law, legal stuff. Like yeah. At the at the time, yeah. And who else was gonna be? Who else was gonna do it? They're kind of like a uh, part of the like a developing economy almost. Or if like. If, if that kind of stuff gets like less regulated as it goes on because you get like less puritanical and stuff as a society it's like they're at the front of that pushing the boundaries you know doing what needs to be done yeah um god bless them for it well i think i didn't watch the like deuce parks. i didn't watch the deuce but i think they start to deal it's with it good. right like yeah I mean, because the other thing is you're dealing like if the if the actors and actresses were coming from actual sex work into porn, mm-hmm. then it's like, well, yeah, then the businessmen, the money men behind prostitution are going to move into movie distribution. It just makes sense. It's like you're not going to get Warner Brothers or Universal Pictures because pornography was illegal for a long time, like well into the 80s. It was like illegal it's like to bullshit. It was, well, yeah. I mean, it's it's fucking bullshit, man. But anyway, so Miami, Fort Lauderdale, <laughs> Nightmare Beach. Is that is Fort yeah. Lauderdale like the uh, spring break area though? Well, yeah, Fort Lauderdale is a big spring break area. There's a there's a hotel in this that I'm pretty sure is also in Revenge of the Nerds too, Nerds in Paradise, which right. is also set of Fort Lauderdale. Um, and yeah, it's Fort Lauderdale, like on the Atlantic coast, like Fort Lauderdale is kind of where it's at with spring break stuff. You can tell it's the Atlantic because, um, cars are driving on the beach, by the way. Yeah. They I don't saw, do that. They, you can't do that on the Gulf. I, I saw that. I was like, that's fucking crazy. It, yeah, it's definitely, it's no. it shooting at during real spring break is a brilliant idea for this movie because it gives them like instant production value. Yeah. I I mean, yeah. Like the Italian movie, like these Italian filmmakers and like Italian movies in Florida, like this beach world in Florida, it's such like a good combo. Like 
because I mean, it's it's like they've been like waiting, looking for each other their whole lives, you know, and they finally found it in old age. And like, I don't know. I loved picturing during the movie. I loved picturing just like these old Italian men just filming women in bikinis, <laughs> like really long lenses, and uh, and just being like, oh yeah, let's we got to put that in, you know, let's get shot less shots of her, and because uh, like, um, there's probably like. Like they blended in perfectly, I bet, because there's probably like old Italian guys that are doing that, but not making a movie. Plus, there's guys, um, make doing like, because in the late '80s, this is from 1988. Like, you still had like sexy calendars. You still had sexy magazines. You had yeah. like you had people, you had photographers who would just approach, you know, women and men on the street and just say like, Hey, do you want to like get photographed? Do you want to make some money? Like, do you want to be in a movie? Do you want to be in a porn? Yada, yada, yada. Like, yeah, there was, there was money out there. Like they, it wasn't just like, we're going to take your picture and put it on the internet. So there, there's lots of creepy guys. There's no money in anything. Like you just, there's no money in anything anymore. I feel like, cause like this kind of stuff, and there is value in this too. It's like not, you know, you should somebody if they get their picture taken, and it shouldn't just get put on the internet for like nothing. It's like that's their body. It's it's worth something. Put it in a movie. The problem you know? is the um, the distribution is essentially free. Like the internet. Yeah. The fact that you don't have to pay to get it printed and you don't have a person has to pay you don't even have to pay to see it you know you can just see it for free so well there's not like the demand like the burden of physical production costs or like you know effort to like make a print or whatever too yeah it's like just instantly reproduced or even like a vhs Um, tape yeah and uh like damn end of an era well now you have to just have your own only fans and just go direct to audience yeah, Alberto Lindsay would have an OnlyFans if he was around today. I, I would, I would, uh, I would subscribe five dollars a month. Yeah, you got to see his pussy. Or he could do an. Does action. he show pussy? He could do action. Like car chases. Uh, well, I mean, he has a GoPro oh, and like his a car little action he... chase for no reason, <laughs> out of context. <laughs> that'd be cool. Uh, that'd be cool in a sad way. Which I, I think there are to... guys that do that, like who just sell videos of them driving their BMW like a hundred miles an hour through cities. What? Really? Yeah, like there's a Dude. whole. I don't even know if they sell it though. They might just stream it online for free. Like they might just stream like, yeah. on Twitch. Get but anyway, that, uh, so in yeah. this beautiful Florida spring break setting, there is a series of murders going on, and. Everything is uh they, the way they set up the movie is there's a a motorcycle gang called the Demons who are wearing motorcycle jackets with the logo of Demoni in Demons the uh Lamberto Bava movie the logo of that movie is stitched on their jacket nice I didn't know that yeah and the gang is I, it did look familiar but yeah yeah it's a very um. The gang does not look like any motorcycle gang I've ever seen. They look um, clean, 
pretty, not on meth. Yeah, well, all the well, I mean, there's that guy has a weird eye. That's like, something. A peace symbol earring, like they're blonde. <laughs> yeah, you know, they're wearing the the, uh, the the guy wearing this leather studded headband. In the first scene, they have a guy. The gang's called the El Diablos, right? No, he's, no, he's Diablo. El, he's El Diablo. Demons. Yeah, so he gets executed, and uh, he tells this girl, like, I didn't kill your sister, but I'm going to come back, and I'm going to kill you. Yeah, she's in primal rage, by the way. Yeah. And I, thought, I remember thinking she was like, oh, like that's a decent actor in this movie that otherwise is pretty rough. John Saxon, he's in this movie. Of course, yeah. He has, like, the most incredible exploitation career of anybody. He's in uh, Enter the yeah. Dragon and Nightmare on Elm Street. He's also in the first Giallo. Oh, Giala yeah, he was in, like, everything. He's in the first Giallo movie, uh, Girl Knew Too Much, the Mario Bava movie. I thought the first Giallo movie was... Uh, Blood and Black Lace? Yeah. Blood and Black Lace is the one that's is like, the first popular one, but technically... Girl Who Knew Too Much or Evil Eye is the first one and it's but it, it wasn't it didn't set any trends but it is because right. the whole thing is originally is based on um mystery novels like paperbacks and mm-hmm. that's based on a like a paperback like a sounds like you're the boy who knew too much about giallos I know a lot about this idiotic genre uh, yeah, so also we have to bring up Michael Parks is in this movie. Okay. Do you know who that is? Oh. Okay, Michael Parks. He plays the doc, Dr. Willett, and mm-hmm. Tarantino is a huge Michael Parks fan. He um, he cast him in From Dusk Till Dawn, Kill Bill. He plays the, he like a sheriff in Kill Bill who's also in um, Death Proof. He's in... Um, okay. He's in a million movies now. Like Tarantino kind of revived his career, but I forget what motor. He was in a TV show in the '70s where a guy was on a motorcycle who was like going out in the world, uh, kind of salt like like a like man. a like a show where a guy's on a motorcycle. He like goes to a town, helps yeah, out yeah, someone. Yeah, yeah, like come through, but he's on a motorcycle. Yeah, or like, um. Let's look at his IMDb real fast. Let's see what we got. We got 144 credits. So he's in a ton of shit. He's in a ton of TV shows. The TV show he was in that he started in was called Then Came Bronson. Um, but basically... Oh, yeah, he's in Twin Peaks. Um, so after From Dusk Till Dawn... Great. Tarantino starts putting him in stuff. And I feel like his big comeback is probably Kill Bill... And then he starts ending up in like assassination of Jesse James. I don't Red, recognize him. Red State. Like, I'm he's trying the to ba- age him mentally. He's the bad guy in Red State, the Kevin Smith movie. Nice. He's in Tusk. He's the bad guy in Tusk. Kevin Smith used him a lot. That's cool. I know the guy who shot that movie. Um, cool. But anyway, he's um. That's great. The, Tarantino always said like, no matter what movie he's in, no matter what TV show he's in. Michael Parks will always deliver the goods. Like he'll treat it like, like he'll never give it a bad. He'll, he'll never give a bad performance. But I don't know. This one is blurring the lines. Like, 
yeah there's a part where he's like the guy like jumps up, or is like in his car and he's like i don't have any money he it's does funny. this he's, he's putting a lot into the role <laughs> he's yeah. um maybe he's, he's on coke a, he's an alcoholic his character is an alcoholic and in the closet oh i didn't even pick up on that in the closet that's me though that's typical well there's me. a line where he says like the the cop tells him like Hey, I don't, I don't bother you about giving pills to boys on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like giving, he's giving. I thought that just meant like he was. No, he's like giving teenagers he's... pills and like having sex with them, and then he like. That's what that implies. That's yeah. The, is that the only implication? Damn. That's what a rich backstory. That's the implication. It's kind of like that guy in West Hollywood who kept having like, uh, black prostitutes overdose and oh, yeah, he was the, like a the rich democrat, old white guy the democrat yeah the guy democratic donor donor yeah, yeah he would he was paying um they weren't even prostitutes they were just he was just finding guys who were you know like really poor and from black neighborhoods and he would give him like ten thousand dollars like something ridiculous and be like come on just keep doing meth like keep doing meth what the fuck he like wanted the, them to die. He like wanted them to overdose. Yeah, and he would, and he would be like watching it. He was like really sick. And then like, also I think they were even injecting meth, which yeah, is the deadliest. He was like injecting them. No, he would. They would inject his, themselves. His kink was. Uh, I thought his kink was injecting. And that way he them. would. He could never get arrested. And then eventually they arrested him. Mm, yeah. I'm looking that up. Guy's this... like a Salo sort of guy. Yeah, definitely. He's politically powerful and uh horny one of the good guys i'm looking up this guy who plays the reverend lance legault he's in stripes oh he's a singer um he has a lot of music credits i guess he like did country music he was on the a team oh he's on oh, the that's great 20 episodes so he's not like a total he's not a regular he's on simon and simon dude you love simon and simon I've never seen it. Ugh. He's just a TV never guy. Never heard anybody talk about that show, and you talked about it like three weeks in a row. I feel like. Well, the guy on uh, Prince of Darkness was the star of Simon and Simon. Of course. So this is like the a bud, t- that Bud Court fella. No. <laughs> bud Court is mouth. a creepy little guy, and the guy from Prince of Darkness was like a a tall, handsome man with a mustache. Let me tell you something about the mustache. That's used to cover up his Bud Courtness. That's why he has a mustache. That's why he grew a mustache because he probably got self-conscious about how sweet and cute he looked when he talked the way Bud Court does. He looks like a little baby, but like Sorry, a but grown man's body. Bud Court is a small creep. The, <laughs> the, the star of Prince of Darkness is like a a leading. Yeah, man. but he's got the mouth. Can't hide that mouth. He's worked out enough. He's trying to fight it, his Bud Courtness. But it's not, you can, You know, he, he tries to work out, tries to grow a mustache, but I can see it. I so, see right through it. So anyway, I don't know what you're talking about, but okay. it crushed. I'll, I'll, I'll draw some up, up some, uh, yeah, the important thing is that it crushed. So they execute this guy. and Let's move past this scene. We're getting to, let's let's get get to, to the, the beach. Let's get to the goods. So yeah. at the beach. Let's hit the beach. 
They're just stealing shots. Look at the cars. Park. Look how look at the layout for the beach. The cars are between the people and the water. This is what they used to do. Or they they might still do it, honestly. And they drive. There's also a row of cars. Yeah, they just dr- Don't you just want like They're in a you know, when you're at the beach, like 80s fuel <laughs> standards, like cars just driving past you constantly? Well, like Oldsmobiles. Not like jeeps like something you would imagine yeah like oh i'm gonna go off-roading they're just taking like sex vans and classic yeah. cars and just driving them around like the beach Lincoln's. like a fucking plumber's truck they're on a yeah here they are in their little bear hey man whatever gets you to the beach you know here comes the stars of the movie yeah i looked up uh, this guy nicholas de toth he's the blonde yeah, One. he plays a football player to, who uh, he does not want to do spring break because he like threw an inter uh, pass. He had five interceptions. That was, like, an interception. He had a game yeah. five and interceptions. That, and so he's got, um, you know, he's very hurt by that still, and he doesn't want to party or get laid or anything. He just wants to be sad about his interceptions. And then. Uh... That's his arc, the beginning of his arc. He's just sad. His character is a little underdeveloped, but yeah, they also he's a huge pussy for a quarterback. Yes, and he doesn't of, he does not know. look like a quarterback at all. I think in yeah. it'll either just like oh you're blonde, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, that's co- the thing that American Johnny Blue Jeans football player. Yeah, um, yeah, this movie has like the. Uh, um, it feels like they're the the you know like like a troll two or whatever where it's like as Italian guy making choices to like thinking that he's making like the American movie choice yes and like trying to do that but he's putting it through their funny Italian well not to mention like, the other thing is like plans. they're old by now they're not these are yeah. not young directors anymore they're old and the guy that made troll two was like he was getting up there. So they're making movies for young American teenagers and they don't know anything about them. I also think that this is a movie that was like written in Italian and translated because there's a lot of funny lines yeah, that make no sense about why anybody would write something like that. So on this story by credit, Vittorio Rimbaldi, that's the director of Primal Rage, which is mm. very similar. It's like, yeah, this state- is better though. This is better. It's like the same cast and crew. Harry Kirkpatrick, they don't know who that is. It's potentially Umberto Lenzi or mm-hmm. some other guy who only made this in one other movie, but why 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 is Umberto like Len it's Umberto Lenzi just didn't want to put his name on this movie apparently. I would love to get this actor mm-hmm. Nicholas de Toth and just talk to him and ask him like who the fuck directed this movie? Like so he be- yeah. this that football player guy, he became um a Hollywood editor. He edited like Wolverine's oh, wow. Origins. Uh, nice. That's cool. He directed a bunch of like uh action movies like Terminator Three, Bicentennial Men he edited, Live Free or Die Hard, um Stoker, the Chanwook Park movie he edited. Badass. So he's making I mean he he doesn't seem like an actor, right? Like he just seems like 
I mean, he's okay for, for this movie. I, I, I thought he was like, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, there's some wild people in this movie. But yeah, like he's a guy. He, like he just was like, I'm out of this. I'm not acting anymore. This movie's dumb. I'm gonna become an editor. Um, I'm gonna work behind the scenes and get a paycheck, and I don't have to pretend to be. A but this movie player. looks so fun to make. Like it, like it was so fun to make. Like, you know, seems I mean, like they were half making the movie. And that's the thing, like, which is a good thing. You in this, yeah. Even though it's like very similar to uh, something like Primal Rage which we're probably going to talk about a lot. That movie, that's another Italian Florida movie, but mm-hmm. it's not as well directed. It's not as, doesn't have the, um, the extra effort that this movie has. Like just some of the costumes, just some of the casting, like this pickpocket guy. I mean, it might be the magic of spring break. It's the magic of say. spring break. For sure, the setting because okay. it's okay. Primal Rage looks like it's shot when schools close, and it's like dead. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's so, a good observation, William. It feels like they're just bringing in people constantly to like mm-hmm. fill out the scene. Um, but this is like in Spring Break. Yeah, or at just, least like some of it is shot in Spring Break. You know. Yeah, and they can just be grabbing people left and right. Like, hey, you totally. want to be in a movie? You look cool. Like, we just. Oh, you're funny. I'm going to put you in a movie. Wow, you can see the yeah. Hey, you're the ugliest guy I've ever seen. You want to be in the movie? They pro- they, it seems like they did that a couple times. Yeah, like... <laughs> like the def- guy who... Uh, there's a guy who... There's this like, character of this prostitute who is... Uh, um, ha- is like using the hotel during spring break, a hotel what? room. Like, Well, hold on. Let's what? We can talk okay, about her, okay. but here's... Let's the, talk about I, the... I uh, wanted to do... I want to talk about... I wanted to do like a character breakdown of all the characters in this movie because I think the characters are fucking hilarious. You know. Yeah. So this the <laughs> preacher's daughter. There's so many great characters. Daddy, I want to have fun. Yeah. So the reverend who looks like he's from Iowa, like he's yeah, a staunch like he just looks so Protestant and like such a midwestern guy he has his daughter who looks like half italian half spanish half i don't know like she does not look like his daughter at all and there's no mention of the mother and she's so horny and she's such a slut and she wants to party all the time i mean i think she's just having uh you know a hard time with having such an overbearing dad very uh relatable character i think yeah i just don't think the appearance of these characters make any sense like i don't believe they're in florida i believe she's from florida i believe she yeah, lives sure. in, she's in the spring break i just don't believe that reverend guy is yeah the reverend is so such a weird character that like why do you live in fort lauderdale like why are you why did you move to like a party area He's a local. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I well, guess. I mean, in the opening credits, the opening credits, you see like the, um, the evangelicals. Yeah. 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 Uh, but it's like real footage of them, like dry on the back of a pickup truck, driving on down the beach as you do um, in Fort Lauderdale uh, at spring break. And like with a megaphone, like, you know, talking, uh, like t- telling people to, 
I'm assuming to, to, to repent. To repent. I mean, they could be saying anything. So, but they could be like, "Let's party," you know. Um, we, the audio's not there, but uh, they're, they're yeah, in Florida. So Florida has a, a uh, conservative, definitely a conservative. Uh, yeah, Florida. It's a true element of Florida. I remember in college at UF, uh, the there was there'd be like evangelicals people and stuff of course like bugging people you know oh man this guy <laughs> hold on a second the hotel um, owner this guy is in primal rage as well oh yeah that definitely looks he, like he the hotel the from revenge professor. of the too yeah this is that that hotel the the one that they they like their reservations are you know missing or something like that so they have to go stay in the shitty one but uh he has a yeah this guy face. Yeah, he's got a beautiful face. He's kind of like the adult version of Beans from Even Stevens. He just looks like a rapist. Like you just see his face, yeah. and you're like, he's gonna, he's definitely gonna rape or molest one of these students at this hotel. Dude, in Primal Rage, uh, his like relationship with a student. I don't remember. To give you a bone, he he was like a professor who like, they're just one of the people like the you know kills in Primal Rage. It's like this professor who is fucking a student who's like a normal, like nice looking young college girl, but he looks like that mm. and, uh, exactly. pretty hot stuff. Yeah. You just imagine this guy eating your pussy and using his mustache. I mean, I get it. Yeah. Like rubbing his bald head on, on it. He, he, he screams Tickling creep. You. And here's the, the thing about Umberto Lenzi to keep in mind is that he's an anarchist and he hates oh yeah i always forget that <laughs> he hates all authority so and not only an authority he also kind of hates people in general like everybody in this movie is corrupt in some yeah. way maybe not the lead actor but the hotel owner i was corrupt. picturing him yeah yeah the even the well and the priest of course the priest the rever- the the cop the mayor yeah the doctor cynical even the hooker. Um, the yeah. Wait, why is she corrupt? Let's not demonize sex workers. Well, she's lying to the Johns. What do you mean? She's telling them, like, I'm going to school. Will you pay? Like, and they're going, oh, like, oh. I thought that I thought that those scenes, because they're with the prostitute. There's like these scenes where that when they're going in and out of the hotel room. And she, she with these like really gross guys. She's like, oh, I'm ready to get your massage. Like, and he's like, yeah. And then he goes, thank you. And I, I, they're like doing it to an empty hallway. But I feel like the idea is that they're like trying to, you know, not like seem like they're doing like a skit, a skit for nobody. It's to, hard to, to like cover up that they're doing prostitution. I see what you mean. But I was imagining it was like she's pretending to be a student in need and she's pretending to get money to pay yeah. for class. I hear you. Um, but she's yeah, actually. Well, I, I just, thought that was the cowboy, the first guy. But then the second guy, it seemed like he was in on it. That guy who looks like an uglier version of Don Vito. Yeah. But there's something. Um, I feel like the movie is judging her in a negative way. Well, that's wrong, I think. She's not se- doing anything bad. To have sex? <laughs> yeah. That's wrong. I'm the priest. So. That's a cool little pentagram, by the way, on the on the grave. 
Yeah, so they find out El Diablo, the biker, has uh, risen from his grave, or someone has dug up his body, and the priest, yeah. the cop, and the doctor are discussing this. Um, I do want to uh, mention that there's a very nice, uh, in the opening, like the uh, the theme song. It's such a funny, weird choice for the theme song over like a guy getting electrocuted. Yeah, and like you... just over the title like Nightmare Beach, just hearing this like upbeat like shake my body. <laughs> Did you <laughs> like was that song yeah. in Primal Rage? Because I know the other song is in Primal Rage that the band plays. Oh really? Yeah. Zeta or whatever. Well they're not called Zeta. Uh, I looked them up, they're called a facade band, and on YouTube, if you look up the facade band Primal Rage, like you'll find the song in the video. And in the comments okay. you'll see like oh my god, my mom is the singer for this band. And then like a couple comments later, the mom chimes in. She's like, I actually sang this song in 1988. It's in this. <laughs> it's in Nightmare Beach and Primal Rage. <laughs> That's really cute. It's like the shittiest song cute. ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I get to have that. That's nice. Honestly, you know, it's not it's the cool. worst song I've ever heard. The Nightmare Beach song. I like it. It's it yeah. just They play it like... It's a summer jam. They play it too many times in these fucking movies, and it gets on my nerves. Sure, sure, sure. Well, it's such a funny tone, miss, like calculation, or I mean, maybe it's a, uh, you know, he's like, oh, this was like anachronistic cheap. and cool, or whatever. I think it's just cheap, and it sounds like a song, but it's like. Super but he's cheap. also, you know, this movie is like he's ma- trying to make a spring break movie, so he's. Like this, yeah. That's why I think this is like a more interesting movie, almost than Primal Rage. Just inherently, is because he's making like a G, an Italian movie in an American movie framework. That's like they're two different. It's like a Giallo and a Spring well, Break movie. These two different like things that fit, I think, well in the movie. But also, like, oh, yeah, Primal Rage is definitely worse in this movie. But also, think about like Demons <laughs> and Opera, which but those aren't. Those have rock and roll soundtracks with real bands. They're definitely the big, like they're the more successful. They're sure. the next level up from this movie. I mean, okay, maybe. Because then, and also they have like, they have real bands on the soundtrack. Um, I think this one's just like the little brother of those movies. Yeah, sure, but it is. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. Like, I mean, that. let's talk about the he, kill. Let's talk about the killer, the masked okay. killer in the bike, on the bike. Like, Pretty cool. Pretty cool looking. Yeah, definitely cool looking. Uh, this <laughs> motorcycle. It's like they got. It looks like a like the motorcycle your uncle. Rides. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a weekend rider motorcycle. Very heavy, like wide. There's a lot of containers. It's almost a tricycle. There's like containers yeah. in compartments to um, put shit in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, his outfit doesn't really fit. His helmet looks. Uh, I, I don't like the red on it. I wish it was all black. <laughs> like the poster. Yeah, that's true. I feel like the poster was how it's supposed to look. And that how, how it always is with these. Yeah, he doesn't have the red on the movie poster. Yeah. Um. No, they almost got it, but yeah, <laughs> they just maybe that was just like the motorcycle they could get. Yes, it is for sure. And he has there's like a wheel on it. There's like a little trident. Yeah, the trident, which you know speaks for itself. Super, 
super clear what that means. Um, but this is supposed to be yeah, El Diablo. Cool this is supposed to be El Diablo. The bike, and also it's supposed to be a biker gang's bike, like motorcycle. This guy doesn't. Can look we like... talk about the? Should we spoil? Like, can we talk about the spoil? Like, it's not like. We should talk. If we're going to talk about the ending, we should just start talking about it Look, now. I feel like. Yeah, we should might as well talk about who the killer is because right now we're supposed to believe this is El Diablo, um, supernaturally risen, <laughs> resurrected, and now killing teenagers. Remember how like the they're at the grave and it's like open and like it's the cop and the and the other the doctor guy and the priest. And, and the doctor, yeah, and the priest. Like, why is the priest and the doctor there? And why aren't there other police there? Well, they're in on the cover-up. The priest? Like, the, I thought, I, so every, the cop knows about the, the the priest is the guy? Well, no, they don't know who the killer is, but they know, they know El Diablo is not the killer. Yeah, but why is the priest just, like, randomly there holding a Bible? And also, like, I like there's how... there's a pentagram. He's, uh, he's on the... When he hears oh. there's a pentagram... And evil stuff is going on. He he's dispatched. Yeah, he's called to action. He's a town elder. This is like Salo. They are the same roles as the bad guys in Salo. The 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 head of religion, the head of state, and the head of police or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, one is a doctor in Salo. Head of science. The mayor is also in on it. So, yeah, it actually is. Yeah. In Salo, the priest was like a bishop. He was like a high-ranking Catholic, powerful uh, sure. priest. And this one is just a guy. Well, you know, it's like to, it's like shrunk down to like Fort Lauderdale, the Fort Lauderdale city government. Yeah. So the big reveal at the end of this movie, after them really hinting that it's the the cop, um, eventually they reveal that it's the priest the entire time, and he's killing. Yeah. Spring breakers because they're sinners. Because he thinks it's you know bad. Yeah. How ironic, so, don't you think? He has an electric. Um, he has an, his own little electric chair on his motorcycle, and he can kill the person in the back seat. That's cool. Honestly, I, th- I was like, this is cool. Yeah, blows her head up. <laughs> a cool shot. Look at that. Oh yeah, she looks good right there. But it may. I was like, <laughs> knowing that it's the priest and seeing the like little trident on the on the back of it, or like the. Uh, not try to what, what is it when a devil has it like a poker thing um a pitchfork but it's like funny when movies do that kind of stuff because if you like think about the priest going out and find like shopping for a trident because he wants to make it look like diablo and then putting it on his car and be like this looks good i feel like this looks like diablo or yeah um, i can do my, my going to a now. motorcycle shop like uh <laughs> like one of those like rock and roll chopper remodel what's that show that was like where they where they redesign people's motorcycles yeah jesse american chopper james. yeah american chopper jesse james this priest yeah is a serial killer he needs his own fucking chopper yeah he does not look tough he does look like an old man on a motorcycle man yeah he sure does <laughs> Um, oh, we also skipped a funny uh, scene. I feel like when they first the football guys first get there, where he talks about like because one of the oh that lady in the thong, is, like uh, there's a lady in a thong that is like in three successive shots. Yeah, 
like in different parts of a pool because you could tell they were that they kept like, these old Italian guys uh, were just like, oh, put her in the shot. Again. Why don't you walk by again? And so, yeah. like, so like they'll say the first line and then she'll walk by with her ass and then cut back to the creepy old man. <laughs> and then the lady in the thong will just walk by again. It's just such an attention grabbing, like, you know, person to put in your shot and then to just be like, this is this will be very smooth. People will be, you know. I feel like 1988 was like the peak of like dental floss thong. Like, of geez, course. Just like, it's a piece of string up a chick's ass. Yeah. 1988, we've I innovated mean, as far as the, we'll ever innovate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's that scene when they the football players get to their hotel and this guy's trying to be like, don't be sad about the interceptions. Let's let's go try to you know bang chicks it's like i got condoms and, uh, and he's like yeah yeah <laughs> remember he's like remember that one easter when we ate all the candy oh yeah just these two like grown men's talking about this and it's just, easter it, memory it's so vague yeah and then they're like well we ha- you have to use all these condoms by easter which is um such a weird deadline to give yourself to use condoms the, th- the other I, thing is it should be the guy who the failure should be the one who wants to get laid. Like he should be like, mm. I've no, I'm no longer a football player. I'm just like, I'm into hedonism. I'm just going to drink and fuck and just ruin yeah. my life. I don't give a shit yeah. anymore. It should have been like the guy is like, no, I'm serious about my education, my, my career. Yeah. I'm going to not party. But instead he's just like, it's the opposite. And he's just like a bitch. Yeah. He's just a very like, depressed it made him made a very like little dick energy sort of guy and which <laughs> why even go to spring break exactly if that's, if that's how you're gonna be you know we're also like why not um, make the horny guy like the ac slater looking guy why not make him the lead and then when he's killed a third of the way through then have the nerd be the main character whoa you know man if only if only why why but nevertheless they actually did screenplay is pretty good considering i mean like they have so many characters on the peripheral that are yeah the screenplay is solid yeah it's like uh and it also knows how to use the spring break setting i really well i feel like um it's like kind of just the right amount of like the giallo stuff well it has this like ensemble feeling like a yeah. party movie, like Dazed and Confused, like you're just following these different people partying, and then they're also yeah. all getting killed, and they don't really, yeah, they don't really interact with each other all that much. Like the guy who uh, is stealing the wallets, like the pickpocket, he doesn't really, he doesn't have like a scene yeah. with anyone else, right? Like he just eventually is killed. No, he's like a part of the Spring Break. Uh pastiche is that the word no pastiche is a um, oeuvre no <laughs> it's one of those the reverend's daughter is way too <laughs> attractive to be his daughter really willy likey well i mean she's busty she just looks really horny yeah. and gettable i mean they probably saw like you know, the the one thing I, I feel like they these old Italian guys can really be honed in on is like how to cast the right woman 
for the specific like oh, weird thing, sex thing. First that and foremost, to bring. more than anything, and it could be a yeah. woman in like one scene. Yeah, like they they probably they they nailed it with that thong lady, and they like knew exactly how to use her. That's like their expertise. Yeah, they cast just people, being horny. They cast people based on looks. Yeah, more than acting ability. And yeah, you could tell that they like every woman in the movie. They were like, like sitting around being like, "Which one do you want to fuck the most?" Or you know, like, and that's how they pick these things. Yeah, or artists. This guy is so creepy. Yeah, like the the, uh, the prostitute when she meets this creepy guy and tells him her sad story about how she can't work or she has to work and can't go to school anymore to pay for medical school because she just wants to help people. Yeah. There's also, um, like, this guy's face is so disgusting. He has, like, jowls. You're talking about this guy? Yeah, he has, like, weird... No, this is a different guy. No, there's stars. a different guy. I know, but this, this guy... This is not the same guy that she breaks in. But there's something creepy about this guy. And then... The brilliance of their casting on her part is how wholesome she looks and how um, clean cut and blonde. Like she doesn't look like a teenage prostitute. Yeah, there's they they pick such gross guys for these poor women to have to like have these scenes with. Imagine like being an actress in the '80s or whatever, and getting this movie and being like, "Well, it's kind of a sleazy movie, but it'll be really cool." Like, you know, just trying to make the best of it and stuff. And then like you're doing this scene where you're like. You've just fucked the grossest guy you've ever seen in your life. But it's not even treated like that. That's your first day. That's your taste of the biz. Johns. Look, they're creepy character actors. That's what they do. They show up, they play Johns. I know. Dude, there's so many good faces in this movie. Like, just really weird, like, background people. Like, the incredible background characters. It's kind of like The Simpsons. When, like you see like the the characters that don't have lines and like there's like a kid with like a huge head and sunglasses and it's just like really weird looking yeah simpsons is definitely one of my top favorite um cab or background casting movies yeah they're they're really good about uh <laughs> about two the cast is great in simpsons like whoa it's that one bald kid with dots on his head yeah yeah everybody is like so ugly even like the little kids in the background there's this guy he's all happy because see like they're fucking right now right they want to go fuck they had sex she's smiling she's yeah laughing. so why is she saying like she looked well, into the camera. that's why this is so weird yeah <laughs> that should be like the the letterbox like banner photo of this movie so um now here's the thing it is ambiguous whether or not he knows she's just a prostitute and whether this is their little dance of um, yes dalliance or whatever like she says she wants to go to medical Pastiche. school but he's down to fuck and then they fuck anyway so why does she even I mean, say she, well she pays you know? him well he pays her and yeah. they fuck and then but i i tend to think of it like umberto lenzi is saying even the the kids are corrupt. Even the spring breakers are corrupt. Not just the authority mm. figures. Like all of society is corrupt. He's such an anarchist. If you his best movie is um, that I've seen so far because I'm trying to make like every time I watch like an Umberto Lenzi movie, I think I'm like 
really digging away at like his filmography. He just has so many movies. But his best yeah, movie. Yeah, hold on, pause it real quick. Pause it. His best movie is um, Almost Human, which is about an anarchist, okay. which is about an anarchist um, criminal, and it's a uh, it's a Poliziotesky movie where that sounds good. He just starts killing. He like he's not getting paid enough by the gangsters, I think, and then he just starts like being a criminal and he starts killing people from all levels like society. Um, it's good. That sounds cool. I want to see that. I want to. Uh, oh, can I take a piss real quick? Yeah. Oh. Adam's pissing. His pants. Let's play a little choice dialogue of that prostitution scene. Excuse me, sir. Do you have a quarter so that I can call my parents? I hate to ask, but my pocketbook was stolen. Oh, sure, sure, honey. Uh, gotta be careful with all these wild kids around here, huh? Oh, thank you. You're a very kind person. Yeah, tell me, what school do you go to? Well, I had to drop out. See, my parents lost their business, and now I have to work. Oh, that's too bad. Yep. I'm studying to be a doctor. I wanted to... Um, dude, I think it's cool that he was an anarchist. Yeah. He said, I was a, he I was, says I, he's an anarchist. I, was, I dabbled in anarchy when I was in high school. <laughs> I was a little, I, I had a little bit of an anarchist phase, you could say. Oh yeah, were you also a hack filmmaker who made like seventy movies? Uh, no. He says he's an I anarchist, wish. but it seems like he's just a fucking capitalist. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's very. It was probably very fashionable to say that you were an anarchist in Italy after fascism and stuff like that. Or is they are they still fascist? What's what's the deal with them? I mean, they have like a new government. They're a republic, but they republic, um, yeah. They, um, I think the fascists and they, or I think the anarchists, yeah, were like they might have more of a defined set of beliefs than they do in America. If you're an anarchist in right. America, you're a very like fringe person like you're yeah like a teenager or a fucking street person like a gutter punk yeah or you're like a um a, a right wing like right wing psycho yeah like you just are on twitter you're not running for office yeah um but anyway i digress uh but yeah that's cool he was American. this scene's amazing <laughs> this is such a good uh like samurai cop sort of scene this movie has like well, this com- that, those this, sorts of moments. This fake shark. You're talking about the guy in the fake shark outfit, but I mean, this yeah, is right well, out of I mean, Jaws. Not that... This is a scene. Well, no, what that. happens in it though, dude? That guy's jacked. <laughs> what happens in this scene? What he pretends to be a shark, and then the girls are then no a cop. A cop runs up and starts shooting at the shark. Oh yeah, <laughs> which is like an incredible thing to. Just I feel like the the movie does a couple of things like that where it's like this is normal, in that like the movie's presenting it as if it's a normal thing to do for a cop to shoot into the ocean at a shark when they see it, when that a shark is spotted. Um, yeah, it's good stuff. It, it's definitely like a uh, second tier troll two sort of movie, I would say. But 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 it's still like a good movie. But it ha- just has a lot of funny Italian stuff. Here we go. It's just a movie for. Um, let's get to let's get to the the point. Well, yeah, the uh, wet t-shirt contest. The wet t-shirt contest yeah. is great because, you know, very amateur, 
young people they found on the beach just dancing getting topless it's a huge like crowd and stuff it makes me feel like well i know that like this is it's probably basically exactly what it was like if it was done for just for the movie or if they just like shot one that was already happening i don't know yeah they just yeah but man what makes it great Um, is that it's mirrored by the male contest (laughs) Like an hour, it's like just half like, an hour later. It's all like shirtless buff black guys. <laughs> and they're like doing push-ups. Wiggling and stuff. And it's presented in the same way, like no context as the other. Like this is just a part of spring break. Yeah. Here's the, here's the male version. And they're just like jumping into pools. It's equal. It's very, you know, equal in that sense. No very one's progressive. cheering. No one's really <laughs> watching. Why are they all black? It makes no sense why they're all black. Or maybe, do you think it was like a weird thing about like, was it like, because like, you don't see a lot of black people in that crowd. And you know how the 80s were. I have no idea, man. Well, well, there is a, (laughs) a, a, like black men have a, um, black male strippers are like a thing. That's like a a subculture. Hmm. I mean, yeah, there's male, there's white male. But those weren't too. strippers. Those are like girls who are at, sp- at spring break. I'm talking about the men. Though. Is that how wet t-shirt contests were? men. Yeah, yeah. So like what, they hired black strip strippers, male strippers for this? For their... I don't know, man. Nobody wants. Couldn't they find a guy off the street too very easily? Like It's just so... I just got to find out somehow how why they're that happened why they were doing that with just only black guys in the same context as a wet t-shirt contest it could have been the black male stripper party like who knows you know but but were they like i mean they're okay all all buff black guys come to the see the dj well yeah they could do like a like this is the party for the black male strippers this is the party for the white male strippers. This is the party for the women. This is the party for the professional women. This is the party for the strippers. Like, they're just on the beach mm. drinking at a bar. Like, the bar probably has different club sure. nights. You know, like this is Spanish night. But the crowd is the same. Is my is the thing. I mean, yeah, it looks like it's shot on the same day. You so I don't know, but like, you know, I it's like know. a it's like a, a street fair. So there's yeah, I get it. It's like a an ongoing kind of like, like Barker kind of thing. Yeah, so anyone could be any party could show up. Um, John okay. Saxon. Well, I think it's good. I'm, I'm. I think it's cool. What do you think of John Saxon's police hat? <laughs> Does that look real? It, it's it commands authority. <laughs> I would say it's like something like your grandpa would wear. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's, it's yeah, like that's a, his badge. Is the it's like printed on a hat, a soft. It's <laughs> like, like foam. I don't know what that material is. Yeah. And in like, 1988 is weird because that could be completely professional. Like Fort Lauderdale police assigned that to all their officers potentially, or it sure. could be complete shit swag. Like you can't tell. Like there's no good. Yeah, like look at what he's else he's wearing. He's wearing a like a regular what like black button up over a white undershirt. Like, I don't think, I think it's he's wearing a jacket to cover up his badge. You know, and there's this, you know what? And this is another scene with the prostitute and then John. Oh, but 
It's like the same yeah, camera yeah, it just setup. Makes no sense. It's just a costume change. <laughs> yeah. It's just shot one after sure. the other. Sure. The creepy. Uh, well, that's how you do these. Is uh, like when you have these things one. where, like, you know, you have a bunch of kills. You have to do one beat. That's the setup. But in that same thing, it's like it makes sense that you would do the second beat in the same setup, and that's like where the yeah, or the can. third beat, you know, and then the th- that's where the kill ha- ends up happening too. That guy. The Beachcomber Bar. You ever been there, Adam? Oh yeah. So have you Many been times. to Fort Lauderdale Spring Break? Um, no, but it's all the same, honestly. Like this is it just looks just like where like Did you go to my Spring beach, Break, the beach part of my town. Uh, no, that was honestly more for like New York, uh, out of towners, like college kids and stuff. And then when I was in college, I wasn't like going to Spring Break, I guess, because I was. Guess you didn't want to have sex. <laughs> yeah. Or you didn't have any money. Well, I don't. Remember, I don't remember what I was doing. Yeah, that was a big part of it. I remember in college um, always having like less than a hundred dollars, literally, in my checking account. Like I just yeah, had you were to, like, how the fuck do I live? It's like, how do people do things and buy things? I'm just yeah. Like when my parents or my a friend of the family would be like, let's get dinner at Chevy's. It would be like, oh my god, I'm gonna eat so much food. Yeah. Yeah, I never had I never had any money in college. I mean, that's yeah, like if you do, like I mean, you're just getting it from your parents. From their parents, right? Cuz you can't get a good job cuz you're fucking in co- you haven't got a, you're not out of college. Yeah, yeah. I I could, I could see you could you could do like seasonal work like, you know, that where you make a lot of money at like a short amount of time like over summer or something like that, but anyway, uh the mysteries of college. Anyway, here's. The- I mean, I think I was just like rich kids, but here's this guy's eye. The the head of the new El Diablo from the. Yeah. So he kills these eight- bikers are like Simpsons background characters for sure. No. The 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 background bikers. These are some bad character designs. There's some bad casting on the biker. I think the biker gang is like the weak link in the movie. Although I like the girl. The biker. The the girl's pretty good. Um. The uh, they beat, they just the leader of the bikers is just like such a strange guy. <laughs> Who is you know? I guess they're like a Latino biker gang, but yeah, they right. just kill. They just beat up AC Slater. That's what I call. Yeah, him. steal his medal, medallion. Steal his medallion, and then when he's all fucked up and wandering, he runs into uh, the motorcycle killer guy. Yeah, think it's and he gets Diablo. killed because he, this guy gets killed for being too horny. I don't know. I mean, that's it. Is he, he horny? horny? He just got his ass kicked. No, he was really horny before that. He was like getting, he was too drunk, and he was like walking up to girls, being like, "Hey, I'm, I'm horny." He's again electrocuted. His face is blowing up. Yeah. It's funny Oof, when they switch to the stuff. fake head and then switch to the. Head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the wax head or whatever. Um, so here's the horrible hospital oh, set. This set is so fucking funny. Look at the warehouse slat walls. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, this is the scene where they talk about like they know, just taking your. They pills. shot this in like a loading dock somewhere. Well, there's another scene when they go to the hospital where you can see the open rafters. Above what does that set. mean? Above the set, you can just see there's no ceiling. They just have like a movie, like a movie set, where you just have like oh, oh it's just a soundstage. Yeah, like thirty high, nice. thirty foot high ceilings. 
they were probably pickups or something. Like, because they were busy shooting spring break stuff. Ah, look at this guy. It's the guy who has the fake. <laughs> he always does like fake gore. That guy's got what a head of hair. He's got a great look. The jacked guy. Yeah, he looks insane. We got the pickpocket guy. He's in this scene. So they're around each other, I guess. Yeah. I mean, but they don't interact. That's the one thing this movie's missing more than anything else. Is it? It's a little interplay <laughs> between some of these um, ensemble characters. Yeah, sure. Um, I want to see, like, you know, what their relationship is like. What, what makes them tick? Can you imagine? Look at these shots of the beach. Your fucking car is like in the water almost. And the water is just like people are just driving their car in the water. <laughs> why? What's the point of driving your car like this? Because you're cruising. Like, why did it go so long for somebody to feel like maybe we shouldn't let people do this? Well, they don't have parking. Park their spots. cars right next to the water, right? I mean, they don't man, have... Jesus. It's a woman just tugging her underwear up her ass, crack. And then a, a crowd of men cheering. Some, some more dancing. Yeah. Dude. Everybody, like, people just There's really... There's a lot of mullets. And a lot of mullets. Everybody was really horny and, like, super into being horny. It was, like, cool to be horny in the 80s. I mean, I remember this time. Like, I was five years old, but I would watch TV, and this is, like, what I was raised on was like horny of course. it was just being horny all the time and it was it's like um animal house is like the first time people were that horny Openly in college horny. yeah and then and they were like the, yeah. they were supposed to be like the outcasts but then by 1988 it's just it's the conservative blonde um it's like the other frat guys are like the frat, are the horny frat guys now. Yeah. They they paved the way. Yeah. They're not about getting married. They're just about being horny all the time and then getting married. Yeah. <laughs> not even about having sex, just being horny. The act itself of being horny is like enough of a thrill. Oh, I wish I was here's a the... guy in a leather biker gang that just carried a chain. I'm assuming right. this oh, is there's the, the guy, the Don Vito guy. <laughs> he looks Italian. Lady. Oh, yeah, totally. I think he's a guy in the set. This is an Italian guy. Yeah, I for think sure. he worked on the movie. Like, he Almost might be, definitely. He might They're... be like a rich guy. All right. That's, what I'm, that's my theory. Yeah, so the prostitute is having sex with this old man. And then the creepy <laughs> hotel owner is watching. Yeah. Uh-oh, and then the biker shows up. He doesn't electrocute him. He, and he uh, doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't electrocute him because <laughs> they were they were they were probably writing and be like, "Fuck, he can't. We can't do his kill with this guy because he's in a closet." Right, let's just have him get strangled, I guess. This could be the director of Troll too. This guy's body. <laughs> Look at his belly. He's pear shaped. No, it's like more than that. Like his belly starts is like bigger at the top than the bottom. And his ass is bigger at the bottom than the top. He has like one eye. So he's got like a out of his head too. Uh, yeah, you know how like uh, that just the way Trump stands, his like strange posture that like defies physics. It's kind of like, like a that. baby Huey. <laughs> yeah, it's a adult baby. It's baby. Like, it's like an upside physique. down bowling pin. Yeah, it's a good analogy. Yeah, we got to figure out who this guy is. Um. 
Yeah, once you look it up, as I want to talk about some of the funny lines that are in this movie. Because, uh, like, you know, I mean, yeah, I just, I love seeing these movies that are like Troll 2, like these funny uh, trans, like, yeah, like translated to English movies. And, like, Troll 2 has a lot of funny lines. Like, the teenage daughter says a bunch of stuff that's just like <laughs> ridiculous, does it? And there's like funny, uh, versions of that in this one like the guy goes like the horny guy who gets killed the horny football player friend he goes like beaver patrol hold the fort and then he like walks over to like some ladies and talks to them okay so i found the guy and then, okay okay I, I found this guy so his name is buffy d okay, okay now what did you say about oh him? what did you say about his posture looks, oh he his stomach is bigger on the top than the bottom <laughs> sorry talking about and like his what else and his ass is bigger on the bottom than the top okay so rotund <laughs> or he's like trump what 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 do you say rotund italian american drummer and character actor buffy d was born anthony d Sintolo on september 15 1923 in middletown new york d was afflicted with polio as a child and spent a short period of his life in a wheelchair <laughs> Fortunately, Buffy was able to recover from his bout with polio, although he was left with a God. slight limp for the rest of his life. That's not what makes you look like that. D lived for almost half a century of his life in Miami, Florida, and had a law degree from University of Miami. Moreover, oh, nice. Buffy was not only a club owner and a drummer for Carmen Cavallero, but also acted in a handful of films. He died of lung cancer. He did it all, dude. Yeah, he's, he's an in, impressive guy, actually. He's in Miami Super Cops. He's in Super Fuzz. Uh, I don't know what that is, but it sounds cool. It's an Italian um, movie shot in Miami. Okay. There's, it, it's like Italian um, action comedy. Um, that sounds cool. Terrence but yeah, Buffy, Buffy D. Uh, respect. Yeah, so he has Paul Leo. He's a freak. Can't have sex. <laughs> and he, had a, he got a prostitute, and we made fun of him. Now, it's interesting that yeah. the, none of the Johns are punished. You sure did. Mm. Which I think says a lot about the priest and and what Umberto Lenzi does yeah. to them. Yeah. Oh, you think that Lenzi knows that the priest would be kind of hypocritical or like to have his double standard sort of thing with like the loose... Like, it's like the Well, I mean, the, the horny guys get killed too. The thing with yeah. Italian movies is they can make movies about misogyny and condemn misogyny while also being misogynist. So it's a real... Yeah. There's a lot of corruption. It's layered. It's layered. Um, yeah. The prostitute finds the guy peeping on her and he's... Um, she's like, what are you doing? How dare you look at me? And then turns his body around and realizes he's been murdered. Yeah. And then, cool. oh yeah, here's um, some here's some misogyny when um, oof. she runs away and she gets in the elevator and she's trying to escape, but the elevator's not working. And then the killer opens up the ceiling of the elevator and drops in a fucking electrical cord. It makes her like he like makes her suck on it like a dick and kills her. Mm. That's so uncool. <laughs> Like gagging on like electrical sparks come like bursting out of her mouth. This poor like she's already been punished by having to fuck that guy. 
Jesus. It's a fucked up scene. And then all the Johns are just rich guys, just like <laughs> yeah. living their lives. Get off, just enjoying their life, yeah. Exploiting this woman. Um. Yeah, here we go. Here's the hospital. Yeah. Look at the set. Look at the open ceiling. It's like unfinished. <laughs> nice. It's, it's just... <laughs> There's like two by hey, fours you know, and like lights and shit on the ceiling. It looks legit to me. <laughs> looks like every hospital I've been to. Here's Michael Parks. Um, delivery. I really like the effects, by the way, of when they get electrocuted because they have it's like drawn on the film. Yeah, what they do is the they, sparks. They make a um, they draw a black and white mat, and then it's like they expose it on top of the film. Mm. And give it like glows um, and stuff. It's very fun. Yeah. Just make, you know, makes it all, makes it seem fun. Like when she's killing her by shoving an uh, electric wire in her mouth. Makes it kind of seem fun. It's like for the kids, a little cartoony. So then now, um, the blonde football player and the bar, the bartender whose sister was killed by Diablo, they've teamed up and they've given up on the police and uh, authorities they now know they have to solve the mystery themselves which is basically yes. the definition of a giallo film is solving a crime without the help of the police well it's also you know harriet the spy sort of thing like we don't want the police you want the guy the regular guy to nobody wants to watch a movie where like the guy who's always solving mysteries solves a mystery you know what i mean you want to see it um, where like yeah, you a, have to solve the mystery and you're like, oh, I'm that guy. I'm the football player who threw five interceptions. That's why I'm not getting pussy. I mean, Columbo, it's not a movie, but like whatever that fucking, um, that murder train thing, murder on the Orient Express. Yeah. He's a detective. There's uh, lots of detective sure. movies. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, maybe uh, Giallo, uh, you know, kind of uh, pioneered that. I don't know. I'm just completely talking out of my ass. But yeah, it's very Harriet the Spy. Look at that day's in in Fort Lauderdale. I mean, this spring break is enormous. That's a beautiful view. That day's in. It's just endless coast, oh, and man. there's cars parked on the beach for miles. Yeah. Well, that's just every single person who's at the beach just parks on the beach. It's a system that is very sustainable and doesn't seem like it's putting too much stress on the environment the landscape at all yeah, yeah. The, the florida environment is built to last it, it sure is it'll be it'll be around for centuries she's at the water he tells me florida is going to be around for a long time <laughs> it's a very flat state isn't it it's very low <laughs> yes. a lot of it is below sea level so really oh man well the everglades is like oh well, yeah that's below sea level they're fucked yeah, hey man, I don't think anybody's getting out. Michael Parks is doing a lot of um, face stuff, face stuff, and eyebrow stuff. And oh yeah, he's he's, he's like put, rubbing in the back of his neck and like he's doing a really good. It's called acting, dude. Ever heard of it? Act, he's acting doing is a where character. you like rub the back of your neck when you're stressed out. He's doing a character. He's not. John Saxon is sure. John Saxon in every movie, which I like. Yeah. But yeah. that's his thing. Well, that's the movie star approach. John Saxon is like, you know, in this 
way he's like a movie star i would say he's not changing himself he's being himself in every movie and that's his role yeah he should have been or being um, whatever his persona is if he had gotten leading man status he could have been like um clint eastwood mm-hmm. damn so but he's, um, yeah i don't know like he's a character actor but he always plays the same character and it's just like the cop yeah he's a cop in everything uh He's a cop in Nightmare on Elm yeah. Street, I think. He's a cop in... Um, what was I going to say? He's a cop in this movie. He's a cop in everything. He's a character actor in a leading man's body. Like Brad Pitt. Um, hey, I have to go and... and or I have to like, stop in like 15 minutes. Um, All right, we'll, we'll wrap this up. So now we get to the phosphate mine. Beautiful location. Beautiful. Yes. He finds his friend's body. Beautiful Fort Lauderdale. Just buried in... AC Slater has been buried in phosphate and he's going why why and like this is such a serious fucking crime what the cops are doing they're covering yeah. up murders they're burying them in like in a wait I don't understand why they're covering they're covering up the murders though like they got to keep spring break going it, yeah because they I remember like the reporter asks the cop at one point like how many casualties have there been so far which I don't understand what are you talking about? <laughs> like, why would anybody ask that on spring break? That doesn't happen like on a spring, on a spring break. It's not like people are ready to shut down spring break because there's so many casualties. You know what I mean? Whoa. This is a wild scene. Where the, um, yeah, this where she gets, gets like set up on, and like her face set on fire. Blasted with, yeah. <laughs> this guy is like, has some good gadgets. He has like a bike that electrocutes you and stuff. Like he has all this. I think his priests and there's no hint of him being a biker at all. There's no hint of him being anything like this outside. Right. Well, it's just to have the you know the perfect crime, the perfect alibi. Somebody coming back from the dead. It's the simplest like uh, cover to give yourself. I love John Saxon's cannot house go wrong. when they investigate it. It's like this trailer. Yeah, and he just looks like a complete. It's pretty creep. cool. And he has this dog. Do they mace the dog for real? By the way, they did. I mean, I mean, you're seeing a dog you getting. Sell, you don't sell maced. a bottle of water. What mace water? Maybe it's just hairspray or something. It's like aerosol. It's not like pump. Like if you just pump it, you know that's water. But if it's like aerosol, um, maybe it's just like hairspray. All right. I'm going to assume that they did not actually mace the dog. But who's to say? These movies are wild. So they make it they make it seem like John Saxon is the killer. Yeah. And they yeah, they got me. I thought he was the killer. <laughs> Even though there's a scene where he's driving and the killer's driving at the same time and you're just like <laughs> I guess I missed that part. Yeah. This eyeball gag is good when they uh, burn the biker girl's face. Yeah. And her yeah, there's up. good like uh, effects. Yeah, the band Zeta rocking the house. They're not Zeta. They're the facade band. It's the what the hell is Zeta? In the I don't know, but that maybe that's like they're I... they're they're playing a character. They're playing uh, another band. These people are honestly they're like hard. Yeah, I know the show looks re- like sincerely. I would love to be at this show. This... It looks like everybody's having so much fun. And there's a lot of people there. Like this isn't like the um the wet t-shirt contest. 
you know. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, what do you mean? They're. I mean, they built this crowd. They gathered this crowd. Yeah, yeah, they did this for the show, for the movie. Well, you know, when you say that, but I when think, you tell people Zeta's playing, <laughs> you don't need to to much. find people. They'll come. Yeah, I think they just had Band, like bands a, used to look amazing. <laughs> go back and let's look at these this band they, for a second. I don't have to go back because they're gonna go back. The movie's gonna go back. And, right, and right. They're gonna be playing the same song. But this band, like, uh, it just they bands used to look awesome. That saxophone guy. He's wearing like Zuma pants and a blazer <laughs> and that's it. And sunglasses. And then there's like a goth keyboard guy. I don't understand. What's the, okay. like, they still, they want to look cool, right? Like that's, the, they're still, they're thinking, is it like I'm a rock star? I can look as stupid as possible and still get laid. Okay. And still be cool. I don't think this saxophone guy is in the band. <laughs> I think that's just like an Italian guy wearing a wig. Because I don't think there's a saxophone in the song. He oh, looks man. like that's just something that's magical about this movie. This... It's just that the, throughout it's, it's peppered with Italian guys in wigs. The guy looks like Joe Spinell from Maniac. Yeah, wearing like a wig, and there's like a little He's a hottie. Oh, look at his <laughs> yeah. mustache. I know. <laughs> You're saving this image. Um, I like how uh, when they find that the lady was murdered. The, that one lady runs out and goes, there was somebody who was murdered. And then everybody just goes like, it becomes like a stampede. <laughs> like a panicked stampede. With, there's no like uh, moment of like sobriety or anything where people are like, what the fuck? Somebody got murdered. Oh my God. I love what happens. There's cops there. I love what happens to John Saxon. Yeah. They tie him poetic. up to the motorcycle bike and the gang members do and they just like chain him up. And drag his body away. I like. Um, I also Hilarious. like uh, when that when when the um, main girl in the movie is uh, getting chased by what she thinks is the biker, and then it turns out to be that cop, just a regular cop. And then he like looks at her, and he gives her like this such a weird, funny smile. I want to see the Reverend with his big reveal. Okay. Yeah, he just unzips his pants. He's got a micro penis. Yeah, you're going to hell. I mean, it, he bought this outfit. He bought this motorcycle. Yeah, he, he went out shopping for the this. motorcycle. I mean, he's walking around with the outfit somewhere. I mean, he would be caught so quickly. Yeah. Yeah, he's as conspicuous as possible. He has a fucking trident, like an easily identifiable like thing on his motorcycle. There'd be witnesses. Oh, yeah, I yeah. saw that motorcycle. Yeah. He's going to the bar. Everybody was like cheering for that guy when he rode by. It's a big fight sequence. They take you off on foot. Yeah. The motor he's riding the motorcycle chasing them and then watch this. Look at that stunt man. It's definitely not him. I love the shot of him on the motorcycle. It's so oh, yeah. funny. Yeah. He's so <laughs> his it's a really good performance of somebody who's like a murderous like psycho. He's like a on the shots on his motorcycle. Well he's like a TV guy. Like, he ha- he yeah. just comes in plays a character on a tv show so he knows what to do you don't have to yeah. direct him he knows oh, he knows him. and then they're running they run by a tire and they go around it and then he just drives into it like a fucking idiot <laughs> yeah. and then just flies in the air and gets electrocuted on after landing in a bunch of electrical cables and like 
They didn't outsmart him. That's called poetic justice, baby. I guess they... I mean, that's the extent to that they outsmarted him. But there's yeah. no, like... It is... Uh, it's pretty weak screenwriting, Alberta. but you don't even have, like... There's nothing clever to the solution. Uh, yeah. Lindsay was just like, all right, we got to wrap this shit up. Well, the up. thing is with Giallo's also is, like, once you know who the killer is, it's like, end the movie. It's done. Let's not... Yeah. And they do. Um, I like how they. I I think they do a good job of like you know, um, uh, embedding the twist in the opening when you're like watching the uh, because because that that shot of the evangelicals in the truck is like does stick out where you're just like holy shit, you know what I mean? And it's so simple. Yeah, they um um very organic. I mean, they wrote a real mystery. It's not like they just arbitrarily... I mean, it is kind of arbitrary, but it's like... There's at least two passes of the the screenplay for this movie. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Instead of just one... And, like, most of these movies from this era, like, they would just be edited on VHS. Tape to tape, in order. One cut. Oh, damn. And then you're done. That's, like, normal editing for this era. Yeah. So I feel like this is actually a little more hands-on. It sure is. A perfect screen for a freeze frame. Striker. To end on. Yeah, two guys walking on the beach. Um, yeah. No, I uh, I want to see every movie set in Florida made by horny old Italian creeps. We watched... An um, anarchist. Nightmare, right? Yeah. Nightmare in a Damaged Brain. That was the one that... That's, the one that was shot in Gainesville. Mm, I don't remember. That's the one but that yeah, we saw at uh, the Egyptian, right? Mm-hmm. So we watched that. We watched Primal we had Rage. A good little, we had a good little boy boy outing. A boy date. We watched Nightmare Beach. Didn't we? Didn't we? Nah. Come on. There was a lot of guys on boy dates there. And we were one of them. There weren't we many had a good women, time. I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of couples of men. Autistic men on boy dates. <coughs> oh, is Paganini Horror shot in Florida? Mm, I haven't seen that. Um, oh, there's a good... Uh, oh, fuck, I gotta go soon. Um, there's a guy who... Uh, you know that guy in the truck? The, this like fat guy who kind of looks like uh, Donkey Lips from uh, Salute Your Shorts? Who, like, he, yeah, the, the party guy. He like blocks... He's drunk. No, no, not the Go, go Gators guy. The... Uh, He's like a tow truck looking guy or something like that. Um, he uh, he he like get, he gets in like a fender bender with the guy towards the end, the the quarterback, or he like blocks him and like kind of gets in his way when he's trying to like chase John Saxon or something. And uh, um, I just thought this guy was like, I was like, this guy is a really good. I just um, saw the cop. This guy, I was like, this guy is a really good like character actor. I think that just like wasn't in anything besides this. He but might you be. just had it gives like this Kevin Corrigan sort of like gravitas to or like nuance to things. There's some good <laughs> it's, there's some good casting in this movie, but yeah. All right, yeah. let's wrap it up. All right. Um yeah. Bye guys. What what do you give it? I oh, give it four stars. It? <laughs> I give it four stars. I, I give it an I eight. give it three and a half. But that's that's I mean, yeah, like it's a really good movie. I like I um I don't think it's that good of a movie but i it's a fun movie and i recommend it 
Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, like, it's a solid giallo and it's a solid spring break movie. And it, if you and want it's like slashers, cool to see those together. It's fun. This is the guy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I found him. That's the cop. Yeah, remember? Yeah, this is the, he gives her a look <laughs> and she's, and then he smiles at her and then drives off and they're like, oh, that's normal. But it's like the weirdest possible look that a cop could, like, weirder than them giving, like, intimidating you or something like that is them pulling up to you and giving you this guy's smile. He looks great. I love him. Yeah. He's a hottie. He's cute. He is a cute guy. I mean, he's creepy. He's like, the, he's like he makes me think that not all cops are bastards. <laughs> That's how they work, dude. One at a time. Blue eyes matter. Yeah. All right. Later. Later.